A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today, through some nuclear revenge, we learn actions always do have consequences. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, always be wary of the closest family members. The pleasure and privilege of being born with a silver spoon is the only thing I've ever known, as in my entire life, my family had never lacked anything. My father was a very wealthy and influential businessman, and I can proudly boast of being his daughter any day and at any given time. Throughout his entire life, he had always worked hard for everything he had, and I guess that was the key to his success today. The total wealth accumulated by my father was no small feat, as without ever having to work for our entire lives, he had accumulated more than enough for each and every member of our family to live the rest of our lives in luxury. My mother, on the other hand, after being together with my father for over 20 years, she was finally reaping the fruits of his labor as she was the first in our family to have stopped working. This was about 7 years ago, and ever since then she had just been living her dream of traveling around to go and see the world, but she only did so with my father as this was her dream too. So basically, both my parents were really satisfied and proud of themselves, my father especially, of what he had accomplished for his family. Coming down to my father's children, my siblings, myself inclusive, we total five children birthed by my mother, for my father throughout the course of their marriage. With me being the firstborn daughter and also the firstborn child of my father, I was usually saddled with the task of taking care of all of my siblings for as long as I can remember. The age gap between myself and my immediate younger siblings is nothing short of 8 years, as at the time of my birth, my mother told me that both my parents at the time were going through one of the hardest moments in their lives, both financially and personally, and they didn't want to add more to their problems by having another child, since the both of them were not fully prepared for another child at that point in both their lives. And so they put off having another child for quite a while, until a few years later, when they were finally getting back on their feet, and decided they were ready for another child. And so my immediate sibling was born. And then a year after that, my twin siblings were born, and two years after that, our youngest was born. That is a simple summary of my family. Over to our relatives, because my story is mostly about them. Seeing as they were the ones to bring this misfortune upon my family, I wouldn't want to generalize all of my relatives. In this particular matter, I would be referring to the one that really is the elephant in the room. My father's younger brother, our uncle, Uncle Sam. Or as we like to call him, Big Daddy. He was the immediate younger brother of my father, as they were only a few years separating the both of them. But regardless of that, he still seemed much older than my father whenever the two of them were juxtaposed. Uncle Sam would always visit our family with his wife Aunt Mary and their 7 year old daughter Mandy, as my father had already given his brother full access to our home. This was no issue to us at the time, seeing as it was always nice to have company around, especially when the company is one of your favorite relatives. As far as I could tell at the time, Uncle Sam was the closest relative we had at the time as the others would only visit our family on August occasions. And even by then, once they leave, that would be the last time we would hear from them. I didn't pay much attention to the fact that most of my father's and mother's relatives were not on friendly terms with our family. And the reason for this, as the only thing most of them had been wishing for, was for both of my parents to pass on 
was for both of my parents to pass on quickly so that they would be able to swoop in and pick up whatever it was they could. Seeing as we would still be children, and we wouldn't be able to do literally anything. Being the oldest of all of my siblings, I guess you could say that I was the only one matured enough to fully understand our situation at the time of both of my parents' passing. As at this point in our lives, we had thought this was the end of the world, as we had not the faintest idea as to what we were going to do, and the next step we were going to take as a family. We obviously had our family's money to support us at the time, so we didn't have to worry about providing our daily basic needs for ourselves, or so we thought. Right after we heard the news of our parents passing, as they were involved in a ghastly accident on their way back from one of their trips, The news was brought to us by Aunt Mary as she tried her possible best to give us the news, as subtly and as calmly as she could, seeing as the situation was a much rather serious one. She told me in particular that Uncle Sam was at the hospital with my parents, as my mother did not survive the accident, and my father was seemingly going to join her too, as he was in the ICU and he didn't have long to live. I remember falling down and literally breaking down in tears. As I heard the news, Aunt Mary tried to stop herself from crying also. That night was one of the most unforgettable nights of my life. It took quite a while before I was able to get used to the fact that both of my parents were no more. I just knew at that moment that I was going to be the one in charge of all of my siblings. And I knew I had responsibilities that were inevitable for me. And I was fully ready to accept every single one of them. However, things had already started to take a weird turn and I'd not noticed until it was almost too late. So basically, my father had put the entirety of his wealth in my name, and I was only granted access when I had attained the legal age of 18. But this was no issue at the time, seeing as I was already a year away from 18. Right before then, both Uncle Sam and Aunt Mary had already fully moved into our family house with their daughter, all under the guise of taking care of us in the absence of our parents. At the time, I thought it was really thoughtful of them to even do such a thing, and my respect for the both of them was already maxed out. It really felt like they were trying their hardest to ensure that we do not feel alone, and that we basically have someone watching over us. And as Uncle Sam said, this was the least he could do for his brother, my father, to honor him. I was really glad to have a relative like him, one that really cared and was willing to step in and take care of his late brother's children. This was all before I had learned the truth behind both my parents' untimely passing, and that what had happened to them was not merely accidental, but it was planned by our relatives, and of all the people that were involved, there was one I would have never have thought would have been involved in doing something like this. This was about a few months after the passing of my parents. Although my family's wealth was still inaccessible at this time, seeing as I was still not of age to lay claim to it, Uncle Sam and his wife sought it fit to act selflessly and provide everything that we had needed at the time. They basically took care of my siblings and myself, like we were their own children, but at about six months after the passing of my parents, I was approached by my uncle while I was in the second living room on the right wing of our house as he began asking me various questions. Questions like where I thought my parents would keep any valuables in the house at the time, seeing as they were running low on funds to take care of the mansion and every single person in it. I thought at the time that he had given a fair enough reason for asking, so I led him towards my father's study, as that was the only place that came to mind when he asked me that question. After hours of searching, I tried telling my uncle off and suggested we go search another place. 
And then that was when he lashed out. He shouted at me to leave him be as he continued frantically searching the whole place. Only this time, he became even more aggressive. He'd begun turning everything in the study upside down. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. All in search for something, of which I had no idea of what at the time. Later in the night, I had decided to check up on him, just to see whether he had found what it was that he was looking for in a crazed manner. As I approached his room, I began to hear him and Aunt Mary speaking in a whispering manner. I became curious. What was it they were saying that made them speak in such a manner? And so I approached silently, so I would be able to eavesdrop on their conversation properly. And after a while of eavesdropping, I could not believe what I was hearing. And so I brought out my phone and began recording. I recorded their conversation for quite a while before leaving where I was and heading straight for my room. Once I got into the room, I broke down in tears as I could not believe what I just heard. Apparently, Uncle Sam and his wife were the masterminds behind the death of my parents, as they were jealous mainly due to the fact that they were not going to receive anything from my father's wealth. So they decided to kill and take everything by force. They sabotaged their return car, which was what led to the accident that killed both of my parents. And as for my uncle earlier that day, he was searching for the will and also the documents to our house, as both of them were planning on selling the house once they got the money. I was mad with rage. I could not believe someone that I had the highest level of respect for, my father's very own brother, was the cause of his death. I could not think properly for the next few weeks as I couldn't wrap my head around everything. And when I finally did, I made up my mind to make them pay however I can. So I contacted one of my father's most trusted lawyers, Barrister Evans, and explained the whole scenario to him. After hearing everything from me, he sympathized with me, and he assured me that he was going to handle everything. And I gave him a copy of the recording. And in less than 48 hours, 
Both my uncle and aunt were apprehended by the police and taken into custody. And in under a week, they were both charged, mainly for murder, and were both given the appropriate sentences. The only thing I was so glad about was the fact that I was able to put away those responsible for my parents' death, as I was already feeling lost. But thankfully, everything played out in my family's favor. As the story went on, I almost thought that this was going to be like a Reddit postified version of Lemony Snickets or something, and honestly having finished Reddit, I'm not fully convinced that it's not. I mean, I just hope for the sake of all those kids and what they experienced, that it is. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy crazy stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I got my best friend's parents to completely cut her off. One morning, I woke up filled with rage. I'd been angry about many things that my best friend had done in the past, but this time, I wasn't just going to be mad, stewing my anger and then let it go. I was going to get back at her using every weapon in my arsenal. My revenge was going to be carefully planned so she could hurt as badly as I hurt. I went to the apartment she lived in outside the campus later that day because I'd started to chicken out but didn't want to. As I drove into the building's parking lot, I saw her boyfriend drive out in her pink luxury car. That angered me further. I'm so happy to see you, she exclaimed in her sing-songy voice when she saw me. I was used to her covering up her vile, entitled behavior with fake smiles and laughter. How are you? I asked and walked over to her fridge. The only benefit I got from being friends with her over the years was free access to her fully loaded refrigerator in exchange for her silly, entitled, childish behavior. I'm okay. I'm quite upset, though. My boyfriend went a bit overboard with my credit card last night. I said, aww. That was something she did quite often, referring to him as my boyfriend. She never even mentioned his name. She talks about him as though he wasn't just my boyfriend too. I was grateful that he was at least consistent with his behavior and was clearly going to use her for her money. I suspected when he was with me that he was a leech, but I knew that for a fact when he started dating my best friend. As I pulled out a box of my favorite cereal from the fridge, her phone rang. My dad, she said, rolling her eyes and turning away from the kitchen table. I chewed quietly to listen in on their conversation. I couldn't hear her dad, but I could hear her. Yes, daddy, exams are starting in a week, I heard her say. My best friend dropped out of school just before the end of our freshman year. I tried to get her not to, but she did. She was never particularly bright, so I knew she was going to have problems, especially since her parents bribed and donated their way into college. Her dad made her promise that she'd finish college before she could join their family's skin and hair products business. One thing I've always known about her parents is that they are big on getting one's degree. They didn't care if she wanted to sing or be a model, they just wanted her to have a college degree at least. Her dad has a doctorate, and her mom has several master's degrees so they wanted their child to have that, or at least a first degree. When we had just gotten out of high school, she threw a tantrum and declared that she didn't want to go to college. She wanted to jump into the family business and learn the ropes until she could stand on both feet. Her parents vehemently refused, which was unlike them as they'd usually give in and do whatever she wanted. They ignored her tantrums and threatened to cut her off completely if she did not obey them. I remember her telling me that her dad said he needed her to find the discipline to see college through before he could trust her with their family business. I told her, if you feel that strongly about not going to college, then simply refuse to go. You can do whatever it is you've planned out and then return later after proving you're capable of doing your own thing and have a solid plan. She stared at me in horror. No way! 
You really want this, don't you? I asked, knowing just well that she didn't want anything that would require her to grow up and function properly as an adult in society. Babe, my parents are going to cut me off if I don't go to college. How am I going to get the pink luxury car they promised me if I don't go to college? I said, well, I guess cutting you off might be scary at first, but... They said, but? No buts, honey. How am I going to afford anything without their money? I can't get one of those jobs that only pay minimum wage and shop in places that sell low-quality clothes. One would think that I'd get offended by her comments since my mom and I shopped in places that sell low-quality clothes, and I worked part-time in a pizza shop that paid peanuts, but I was already used to her demeaning comments. I didn't think she meant for them to be demeaning. How wrong was I? Privilege can be blinding. I'm sure she didn't mean to hurt you, my mom once said when I'd gotten very upset about a comment my friend had made. That was my daddy, she said, after the call ended. I said, oh, how is he? She said he's okay. I asked, do you sometimes feel like telling them about the leaving college thing? She stared at me in horror. The same horror that showed when years before, I advised her not to listen to her parents and ditch college. She said not. I faked a sympathetic look and wondered how to tell her parents. I knew just the right person to go to. My sister. My sister hated my best friend and would do just about anything to hurt anyone who would hurt me. At first, my sister was just annoyed by her childish, spoiled, rich girl behavior. But when she did what she did to me in college, her annoyance turned into full-blown hate for the girl. She said, oh, she dropped out? No. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. No surprises here. She has the brain of a turkey. I think turkeys are smart animals, I said, laughing. If you want to tell their parents about that, it's pretty easy. Just tell the nosy old lady that lives just opposite their house. The nosy lady wasn't just my best friend's neighbor, she was also her dad's distant cousin. And she hated my best friend's mother. Since she and my best friend's mother weren't exactly friends, my best friend didn't have a good relationship with her either. The woman was a nasty gossip who took great pleasure in slandering my best friend's mother. She grabbed every opportunity to remind her and every other person that she failed as a mother. Now, my best friend's parents used to be very conscious about how they're perceived, especially by their friends, associates, and extended family members. Everyone finding out that their daughter had dropped out of college and was holed up in some off-campus apartment with a boy she wasn't married to and was leeching off her would break their hearts and move them to cut her off. I knew how much my friend dreaded being cut off because she'd made an entire personality out of having money. How am I going to tell her without revealing my identity? She replied, that's easy, you can make an anonymous call to her house or even office. I begged my sister to help me find the old lady's office number and she gladly agreed to do so. The woman worked in their family's company, we just needed to know the exact apartment she was in charge of to reach her directly. When we finally found the number, I made my sister call her. My sister could code switch, fake accents, and voice, so she was just perfect for the job. She called my best friend's relative and said she wanted to talk to my best friend's mom about her daughter. Just as we predicted, 
The woman eagerly urged my sister to tell her what was going on and assured her that she was my best friend's aunt. My sister told her that she was my best friend's former college roommate and that she was worried for her roommate. She mentioned that she dropped out of school, moved out of campus, and was living with a boy who drives her car and takes all her money. The aunt assured her that she'd inform her mom and hung up. As we expected, the aunt spread the news to everyone. She told other members of the family, made snide subtle remarks about it when my best friend's parents were there, and mocked her. My best friend's parents didn't find out about what had happened until her mom had had enough of the woman's snide comments and confronted her publicly. Of course, her parents felt humiliated and even refused to believe it at first. Luckily, well, for me, her parents decided to visit her to find out and they met her boyfriend at her house. When she returned, they quizzed her, and she threw one of her usual tantrums. Her parents were not having it, though. They told her that they would not be renewing her rent, so they took her car and her mom seized her jewelry and designer bags. At the end of that week, her boyfriend left her. I knew that was going to happen because he was only with her for her money in the first place. At some point, she had nowhere to stay because I wouldn't take her in. She eventually moved in with a distant relative, who secretly resented her parents for having so much money and treated her poorly. You may be wondering why I did that to someone who was supposed to be my best friend. Well, she was a total witch. Not just to me, but to everyone close to her. But because I was the closest, I got the worst treatment. My best friend was so entitled that she didn't think anyone but she deserved anything beautiful. She had many designer bags, but one day... My rich aunt gifted me a designer purse, and she didn't shut up about it. She kept begging me to borrow it even when I'd never used it. When I insisted on not giving it to her until I had used it, she became passive-aggressive and started to give me the silent treatment. I eventually gave in and let her use it, but even after she had used it, she didn't want to return it. That upset me because she had a section for designer bags. Some were passed down from her mom and aunt and some were gifts. The last straw was when she started sleeping with my boyfriend. Yes, the one who was taking money from her. I met him at a party, thought he was really cute and we hit it off. When I showed my best friend his picture, she pouted. He's so cute, I can't believe you're dating someone this good looking. I ignored her nasty comment that day, but I was hurt. Shortly after my ex and I started dating, he asked me for a loan. It was a very small amount of money, but I felt insulted that he asked me for money that early in our relationship. I refused and he said it was fine. I even felt bad for turning him down and was so convinced that his intentions were pure that I wanted to apologize and lend him the money, but broke up with him shortly after. Less than two weeks later, he started dating my best friend. Yes, she told me about it, but she did it ever so casually. It was the most normal thing in the world, and I'd come to notice that when she wanted to do something selfish and get away with it, it was what she usually did. She'd pretend that she was doing something harmless or that she didn't know how it may affect others. It was all a front to protect herself from confrontation or being thought of as a bad person. I mean, bottom line, if a person like this is going to remain being like this for all of their life, if they have anybody they remotely care about but still act like that to them, I feel like it's only a matter of time before people like that irreparably impact those relationships. Hopefully getting knocked off their pedestal a little bit will maybe allow them to become a little bit more humble. Our next story is, actions always have consequences. For as long as I live, I would never forget what was done to myself and my entire family. 
I've always thought of myself as basically a burden, right from when I was growing up until that very day, the day my life and the life of every member of my family changed entirely. I really want you to understand where it is I'm coming from, so you would understand the severity of what was done to my family. So I would like to take you to the genesis of my story. Ever since I was little, both my parents, although we are not too well off financially, they tried their possible best to provide the best and the highest form or level of education that they could at the time. Seeing as they were struggling with one particular debt, of which had been over their heads for as long as I can remember, I never really paid much attention to the fact that the both of them had been jointly paying off a loan for close to 10 years, and it was not seeming like they were going to be paying it off anytime soon, but I'd already made up my mind to get the best and most outstanding result amongst my peers. And I was also planning on applying for a scholarship so as to reduce the burden of both of my parents. And so, right before graduating, I'd already applied for multiple scholarships for my college. And after meeting the criteria to be considered for any of them, I received the greatest surprise of my life, as most of my applications were turned down. But the only one that was accepted was one from one of the most prestigious schools that most students only dreamt of going to at the time. I took this as a positive sign, as it was well known that students that had graduated from the school top of their class were assured a position in any job position of their choice. And seeing as I was going to major in criminal law, I thought it would be a great opportunity to lend myself a very nice position in one of the most prominent law firms around. So right after getting admitted, my parents dropped me off in college and I thought to myself that at least the burden that they were carrying at the time was going to be reduced by a lot. As I was already planning on getting a job for myself so as to become independent from them, I did all this while being considerate of their current situation with the loan and all. I must admit, Adapting to a new, strange, and indifferent environment like the college environment proved to be quite the hassle, but I guess we were built to adapt to such environments because in no less than a month of being in school, I was already used to basically everything and it no longer seemed strange and I'd even already gotten a job as a barrister where I worked part-time in order to meet up with my daily and monthly expenses, as sometimes I would even send some money back home just so that they would be able to get something for themselves. My college life was not all flowers and roses, but I pulled through when I came out the top of my class, and I truly felt proud of myself, but I could not have done it without the support of my girlfriend Maxine, who was there for me throughout my hardest moments, and for that I am truly grateful for everything she had done for me. We started dating in my penultimate year, as she was also in her penultimate year, but a different major. And right after graduating college, I'd already gotten the opportunity to intern at any firm of my choice. And depending on how well I did, there was a possibility of being retained by the firm after my internship period, which was for a year at most. However long a year might seem, it soon came to a sudden end after a really eventful year had passed. And in the meantime, Maxine and myself were officially in a relationship, as then she came up with an idea that we both moved in together in her place. Seeing as we were already dating, and I had nowhere to stay in the city and all, I immediately took her up on the offer because it was something I'd wanted for quite a while. We moved in together in my second year of internship, and ever since then, I guess you could say my life has been going on a smooth sail, as I was having little to no problems as the days went by. I finally decided that right after my internship, if I were to be retained and offered a position in the firm, 
I was going to get my parents a home, as well as myself, their very own home, and not rented. And I was retained as I'd hoped for, and I was offered a position in the firm. Right after this, I immediately went to where my parents were living at the time, only to find out that they'd moved out of the house about a whole year after I'd graduated. And they'd been homeless ever since, but they decided not to tell me, as they thought I would think less of them. I was really hurt when I found out that both of my parents were living in such a state as they couldn't even tell me of their current situation. Although I had thought that everything related to the loan was already cleared when they told me it wasn't, I immediately went to clear off their names, as I still hadn't gotten a full grasp of the entire situation. After getting back home, I thought to ask them what exactly they took a loan for, how much it was that they were paying back all these years and why they couldn't tell me after all these years. They began to explain to me that they took the loan right after I was born because they both had wanted to purchase a house for our family. And right as they were about to head on over to the agent, my mother initially had in mind, an office friend of my father's, had referred him to an online agent that was willing to meet once to give a tour of the apartment and right after purchasing. The agent was supposedly going to provide some furniture for the family purchasing the place, And according to my parents, this had seemed too good to be true, but seeing as they didn't have enough money at the time, they had to take the loan, but not from the bank, as their credit score was not enough for them to even take out one. So they went to the local loan shark to get one. And right after purchasing the place, that was the last time they heard from the agent. But this wasn't even the part that posed a problem, as no sooner after my parents had decided to move in, were they kicked out by the original owners of the place as they claimed that they were only away from their house on vacation and they had no idea whatsoever of whoever it was that planned to sell the house. And right as they showed the family the house deed and documents, that was when the family brought out their original copy and drove them out of their property. And thus, they were left homeless and were duped. They tried reporting it to the police, but to no avail, as they were just put on the list. And so for my entire childhood, my parents had been paying back the loan they took for the house they got duped out of. I was mad with anger, with what had been done to my family. It had given me the impression that my whole life, up until now, was basically for this particular moment. I had nothing else on my mind but to find this so-called agent and make him pay for what he had put my family through. My girlfriend Maxine decided to help me out, and together we started searching through the leads my parents gave us so as to discern the identity of this person. But we were hitting a brick wall every single time, and so we came up with a plan. We decided to replicate the same thing my parents did. We made it known to friends all around that we were looking to get a new place for our family, but we were on a tight budget, and also that we were desperate. It took quite a while, but after months of waiting, he finally took the bait as he contacted us and decided to conveniently sell to us the perfect home that we were in the market for and he also played the same cards he did when he was dealing with my parents. When we found that his entire pattern had not changed, everything he was doing right then and there was going to lead to him running away with our money, all while leaving us with the fake documents to the house. Apparently, Maxine had a friend who handled cases such as this, and with their help, he and I both got the appropriate authorities involved and set a trap for him to bite. As for the success of our plan, he had to show up first. And after much persuasion on our end and loads of excuses on his end, he finally decided to meet up in a location of his choice. 
Right after getting to the location, Maxine alongside myself and an officer disguised as someone related to us sat across the table from him and while we were in there, my parents alongside the other officers on the case were planning on surrounding the building so as to block off his escape. In under 45 minutes, he hurriedly concluded the deal as it was very clear on his face that he was in quite a hurry to leave. All our attempts to keep him seated was futile as he insisted adamantly on leaving. And just as he was about to leave, the officers came in with full force and apprehended him. I guess he was confused at this point because he just could not figure out what exactly was going on at that point. He tried to make sense of the whole situation by asking everyone he came across why he was being apprehended. But I looked him in the eye and assured him that everything was going to be alright, as he was definitely getting what he deserved. Right after the incident, the police had gathered all the pieces of evidence that they could before prosecuting him, and right before the judge gave his final verdict, the judge had asked my family if we wanted compensation or retribution. I did not even give it a moment's thought as I immediately requested for the highest level of punishment he could be sentenced to, be meted out, and that was the last either myself and Maxine or my family heard from him. I mean, I guess they're afraid it was a loan shark, but I question why they kept paying that stuff instead of just turning to the police and pointing out what it was, how they were cheated, and frankly how they're afraid. I mean, I feel like if anything, they should have gotten ahead of these payments years ago. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.